Stand by to launch FanStream Sports. Three, two, one. Let's start. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to FanStream Sports. Nothing, nothing but pure sports. And welcome, everybody, to FanStream Sports, powered by DSP Media. This is the Fighting Irish Daily Blitz, and I'm your host, Rob Fedoff, also known as RPT. You can find me on Twitter, at PFedoff. So for episode 57, we're going to do a recap of men's basketball for the past week. They had two games. I'm going to forewarn you now, this is going to be a very negative podcast. I can't sugarcoat this. It gets worse and worse. So they had a game Wednesday at Georgia Tech, who we previously beat by one point. Uh, last month, and then we had a game yesterday because today's Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, they played yesterday at home against Virginia Tech. So Georgia Tech uh, at the bottom of the ACC, uh, not at the bottom, but just past uh, Louisville, who's awful as well this year. Uh, Georgia Tech comes in at 9-14. and 14. However, even when we had good basketball teams at Notre Dame, we always seem to struggle in Atlanta. And I don't know why that is. They don't seem to have an overbearing crowd like a uh, Cameron Indoor Stadium at Duke, but we always seem to struggle there. Um, however, we did. I believe we won there last year, but yesterday, or no, I'm sorry, Wednesday, we come in there, and this game, as I mentioned earlier, was not on the ACC Network or ESPN. It's on ACC Network Extra, so all I can do in my analysis is by reading articles and looking at the uh, the highlights from the game, like on ESPN. So I did all that, and it was a back-and-forth game. However, it comes down to the last-second shot by Georgia Tech. They missed the shot, but there's a putback at the buzzer. Georgia Tech, low-full Georgia Tech at 9-14, and beats Notre Dame 70-68. to We fall to 10-14, and 2-11 in the ACC. And what really pissed me off about this game was just the uh, – well, let me take a step back. We had five players in double figures. Uh, Nate Lashevsky, 16 points, only two rebounds. Remember that? Only two rebounds. I'll get to that in a little bit later. And who else here? We also have Ben Allen Lubin, who's now starting uh, over J.J. Starling. I don't know why that is. Uh, he's a, a talented freshman, 13.7 rebounds. And as I mentioned earlier, uh, five players in double figures. And you think, oh, great depth there. That's what we heard all year coming in. We got this experienced team. A lot of fifth-year seniors. Uh, the sky's the limit. However, as we found out, these are role players at best. Uh, very um, limited defensively. Very limited athletically. And experience can only take you so far. But when I mentioned Nate Lashevsky had only he had 16 points. He led the team, but only had two rebounds. He's six foot ten. He's 23 years old now, so he, you would think he learned some fundamentals of the game about boxing out. That last play of the game, he more I'm, I'm sure you've heard the term genuflect uh, st- or, or do a genuflect uh, stop sign, where you more or less look at, you go at a stop sign, no one's coming, and you more or less just go through the stop sign without really stopping. He did that boxing out. He he didn't even get a, a hand or a body part on his defense or in his uh the person he was defending, and they just went right up, hit the shot at the or got the tip in at the buzzer. It was just the shittiest display I've ever seen of a box out. I learned at 11 years old, 1987, Delphi St. John's summer basketball camp, the concept of ball, you, man. Where's the ball? Where's the you? And where's man? You also use that defensively too. 
I remember Coach Arnson, Coach Bob Arnson, uh, one of the most successful uh, high school coaches in Ohio history, always taught us to look at their stomach. If you know where their stomach their stomach's going, they're not they're not a ghost or Houdini. You know where they're going more more or less. Granted, they could beat you, but at least you're going to have a idea of where they're at and just to get a body part on them to either check them or get a somewhat of a box out so you just don't give up on the rebound. I don't know if Nate has ever heard of this or if Coach Bray or his assistants, but that piss poor display of a box out, I mean, he just didn't care. He was just, I'll try to get up here. You think you're going to box out like this. He just kind of just, he, he knew nowhere where the guy was and he tips in the basket to win the game. Ball, you, man. I'm going to say this throughout the podcast, and it's not for a uh, humorous gimmick, but I hope this gets to South Bend so they can start teaching this concept right now because that had that concept worked, we're going into overtime, maybe we win this game. Now, that didn't cost us the game. Our other crappy play throughout the game and you know if you can't beat a nine and 14 team that just shows you're not that good either but I just think this is what's getting to me I know this team wasn't that good as the season went on but if you just can't do the basic fundamental concepts why are you even out there and I can accept just a team not being that good but when you're not even doing the basic concepts and trying I kind of have an issue with that. So it is what it is right there. Yesterday, Virginia Tech, we start out fast. That's been the story this year. We start out fast, but we can't keep a lead and make stops. Or the concept of ball, you, man. I told you I want to keep saying that. We score 87 points. You would think we would win. No. Which is sad in itself, scoring 87 points, and you lose 93 to 87. I will say this slow. This wasn't on, I couldn't watch it again. I, I only could uh, watch highlights and read the articles. Nate Lashevsky, two minutes ago, I really uh, uh, got on your ass to how, how bad that box out was. He had 33 points and he also had eight rebounds. So he must have been using somewhat of a concept of ball, you man, but he did bounce back pretty well. So good job, Nate. But you got to keep doing that. You're six foot 10 and a guy six foot three should not be going around you to tip in the basket like Wednesday night, but it is what it is. Cormac Ryan, 17 points. Van Allen Lubin, he's he's starting out and having a good playing well. 11 points, five rebounds. JJ Starling off the bench, uh, nine points. We fall to 10 and 15, two and 12 in the ACC. And I, I just can't say it enough. It just seems like no matter what this team does, they're going to find a way to lose. Uh, and not to get with another team, Ohio State, I have a lot of Ohio State friends. They're pretty much the same way right now. They have a hell of a lot more talent than uh, Notre Dame right now. But whatever it is, whether they just can't hit free throws, make shots at the end, get stops, they find a way to lose as well. It's just, it's it's mind-boggling. So for the next uh, two games, we had, this isn't, this sounds like a bloodbath coming up this week. At Duke, who's not that great this year, but still, it's at Duke, and Duke is Duke, and we we haven't been pretty successful playing them lately anyway, So, and they got a hell of a lot better athletes than us. Just athletically, it's a mismatch. Uh, this Tuesday, 7 p.m. on ESPN. So fortunately, or maybe I should say unfortunately, you can actually see this game. 
And then this is what it's funny, but it's not funny. Next Saturday at noon at Virginia, who's currently ranked eighth, they don't even list a network. So I don't know if because Notre Dame season has gone so bad, whether it's not even going to be on the ACC network extra, or maybe it'll be uh, televised on Notre Dame's athletic site. I think it's like nd.sports.edu. I know they used to do that fairly often. Uh, when the season started, like the early games in November, you could watch them just on your computer. Maybe that's what it's going to be. But I, I hate to say it. Maybe it's just good we we can't even see it regardless. So just read the, the news articles. And just to make a movie reference, because I do make movie references from time to time on this podcast and pop culture. Remember in the original Vacation, 1983, uh, National Lampoon's ch starring Chevy Chase. Uh, Columbus's own Beverly D'Angelo, her dad used to run Channel 10. When uh, her character Ellen wanted them to hurry up instead of doing all the sightseeing, and she wanted to see her cousin Catherine, who married Eddie. And Clark's like, Well, I want to see the, the world's largest house of mud. And she's like, Oh, we can just skip that. We need more time to visit with cousin Eddie and cousin Catherine. And he's like, Oh, if you want to be with your cousins, I'd rather see, you know, a big uh, pile of mud or house of mud, whatever they called it. Uh, than to visit uh, Cousin Eddie at this point. That's the way, I know it sounds very negative, but I gotta, I can't sugarcoat this as I said earlier. I kind of want to see, I'd rather see a big house of mud right now than to watch this team knowing they're just going to lose and not just know the basic fundamentals of ball you man. Just a simple concept of ball you man. Yes, I'd rather see the house of mud or whatever that was called in, yeah, I think it was called the house of mud than to watch this team right now. So we will get into the women's a uh, little bit uh, uh, later. They play right after this. Uh, they play from four to six today. Then the Super Bowl starts. I just didn't want to rush it. I want to give them equal time because this team actually is good this year. They have the issues of their own, but I want to give as equal amount of time to the women as the men. And then just a kind of a preview I'm working on because Notre Dame men will not be in the tournament. They won't even be the NIT. I want to, I will gear it toward Notre Dame was in the final four. The only time they're in the final four is 1978. And I'm working on this analysis that I can pretty much do in my head. I have a pretty good memory, but I want to write some things down and just get all the, all my T's crossed and eyes uh, dotted. And it's more or less giving when March madness comes, I'm going to give you advice on how to fill out your brackets. I, I've always kind of had this in the back of my mind, but the more I looked at it, I'm like, this is, this is, people should take this to heart when filling out your brackets. And I'm going to have an analysis on that, but I'm going to start my analysis as of 1978 when Notre Dame made their only Final Four appearance to give you some advice when you're filling out your brackets. Cause this year's going to be a little bit different too. Some of our Blue Bloods will not be in the tournament or be very low seeds. Uh, Kentucky's not that good this year. They're not ranked. Duke's not that good. They're, they're not ranked. Excuse me. The one that's really a shocker, North Carolina, the preseason uh, number one team. National runners-up last year. They probably should have won it last year, but they just kind of choked at the end. They had everybody back except Brady Manick. He was the guy. Uh, he was a grad transfer from Oklahoma. He looked like Larry Bird, and he's the only – as I mentioned, only person that was not back from the team. They're fighting for their lives to be a uh, tournament team right now. They may be one of the last four in. 
if not the last four out as I speak right now. Uh, but I don't know if that's ever happened. A preseason number one did not make the tournament. But all those blue bloods, whether they make it or not, they're just not that good this year. But it, this is 40 years to the day that North Carolina or NC State upset Houston. That was the team coached by Jim Valvano. And Houston had Clyde Drexler. Uh, he was Akeem Olajuwon before he became Hakeem with an H. He was on that team. That's when um, uh, Derek Wittenberg launched up that shot. And then I forget the guy who dunked it, um, but they won at the buzzer. I believe that was in New Mexico, that final four. But that's the 40th anniversary of this team. Houston has been either one or two most of the year. They got a solid team. And then NC State, they've only lost six games. I think they're ranked in the 20s right now. They're doing pretty good in the ACC as well. So how ironic, I'm not saying this as a prediction, but it is 40 years to the date that our championship game would be uh, Houston against NC State. And also it's the uh, 30th anniversary of Jim Valvano dying. I didn't realize it was only 10 years later that he would die of cancer way too soon. So there's just some dynamics with this tournament where we just haven't seen uh, before with all the Blue Bloods not being there. But not to get too far track, but with Notre Dame not really being a factor this year, even in the NIT, uh, I will focus on the women as far as they go. But I may have to be a little bit creative with some of these podcasts, you know, make a Notre Dame reference, but then go do a little pivot somewhere else. So thank you so much for joining me for episode 57. But South Bend, Coach Bray, assistants, all those fifth-year seniors with all that experience, ball you man. I'll say it one more time. Ball you man, and let's win some games. Thank you so much, and as always, go Irish. <laughs>